We're stepping out of the classroom and we're going abroad. From America to I Island, baby. We're going to join All Might and the students of Class 1A in their first theatrical outing this week on Shonen and Suds. <gasps> Cody! <laughs> How are you, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, man, doing great, doing great. It's always a good week here on Shonen and Suds, especially when we're talking My Hero Academia. That is right, Chris. And, of course, today we're covering the first full-length hey, film. The, the first movie it? called called the first movie that's called Two Heroes, but the second one's called Hero Rising. But usually when something's rising, that happens first. So, you know, I... I <laughs> I still I still hate the names. I hate that they're they're kind of backwards, but you know what? Nonetheless, I I thoroughly think they knock it out of the park for their first um, you know, stepping out of the 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 series into the theatrical release. I think they crush it. I think they absolutely crushed it. Yeah, I I I have some gripes about it, but overall I really did enjoy it. Um and before Yeah, absolutely. Before I get too far ahead of myself, uh I'm Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. Welcome once again to Shonen and Suds. Cody, is this episode 40? I was just thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is. Let me let me double Man, it. We're, yeah. we're either on 39 or 40. We're on the big four zero. Lordy, is, Lordy, is... look who's 40. Number 40, Chris. Love that. Four zero. And I think this is a great episode to, uh, or a great thing to talk about for episode 40. Um, Man, Cody, overall, I really, really liked it. Um. Yeah, I, I unfortunately missed this one when it was out in theaters. You know why I missed it when it was out in theaters, Cody? Why is that, Chris? Because I believe that weekend that it released, we were all hanging out in Los Angeles for uh, Final Fantasy TCG Nationals weekend. Oof. I wonder, this was... we got to find a theater out there because it seems like... <laughs> right? Every time I'm out there, there's always something cool going on, but it's like, uh, I gotta gotta focus on nationals, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. We were too busy uh, having Levi take us all, t- you know, show us how to find the liquor store, and uh, we were too busy jamming out games. And yeah, I, I had to make the choice. It was either go see my hero or hang out with the boys. I chose hanging with the boys. And when I finally got around to watching it, I immediately regretted hanging with the boys. <laughs> I wish I'd have gone seen it. But absolutely. no, but I. It's an excellent start uh, to their outing. And um, before we dive into that, Cody, speaking of theatrical outings, we got a big a big piece of news here. And I'm, I'm glad to see it doing well. But uh, obviously, the, um, you know, the Demon Slayer movie, uh, Mugen Train, has just um, it just came out, I think, what, it, it released in America a week ago, April 23rd, I think, so last, uh, last Friday. Yeah, I believe it was like... Thursday they had some pre-showings, and mm-hmm. it seems to be doing awfully well, Chris. <laughs> Cody is doing beyond well. Like, it is crushing, crushing expectations. Like, I want to say it's, um, I mean, it's already hit, like, the, let's see here. Man, it's already crushing. Like, it's made, like, 21 million. And I want to say that's in the States. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I think it just has something to do with uh, obviously like the show is like very well received. I haven't obviously I haven't checked it out yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like that you know, I, I guess it's just anime is being more accepted. You know, like mm-hmm. before it was like, oh, you watch anime. You know, you were always like like I don't know about your experience, but like whenever somebody would come up to me and they'd see me watch an anime, like they would immediately like judge me for do it, for it. And mm-hmm. I, it seems like more people are like. I'm just kind of opening their eyes and just like realizing like all the great content there is. 
Well, it's great storytelling, right? And some of the, you can get away with things in animated movies that you can't in regular movies um, without it looking like a special effects nightmare. Um, and I do want to see this movie. I do want to try to give Demon Slayer like a fair shake. I just don't like the setting. It just, I, I believe me, I've tried that. I, you know, I'm going to beat that horse to death. But the big thing here, Cody, is like, this is the biggest, um, I want to say it's the record for best debut of a foreign language film. Um, it made, I want to say it debuted with making about close to 20 million its opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada. Um, so in North America, that makes it the highest grossing, like premiering uh, foreign language film, like of all time. That's huge. Like, like foreign language is, film and in, in just in general, not just yeah, animation? I want to say it's in general. Wow. Because I think even, I don't even think Parasite did that good, which oh, that I'm was, trying to think of. That was the first one that came to mind was Parasite. And that movie yeah. I only knew about because what it won, like four or five Golden Globes or Academy Awards, whichever, whichever big movie award it was. I'm actually going to look that up. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's doing very well. I mean, even with like a pandemic, that's crazy. Cause, like, it's like it's making silly money. Yeah, like, and I mean, uh, and I mean, the pandemic, like, most the movie theaters I've been to, because uh, I've actually been to a couple mm-hmm. movies in these past few weeks. Um, it's all very like safe. Like, mm-hmm. you got the social distancing. Everybody's wearing their masks. Uh, you know, it's all very it, as safe as it can be. Um, but just to see a movie pulling these kind of numbers is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like Parasite Total in North America made 53 million and it looks like Demon Slayer's made over it's made like 21 million um so far. So, like that's impressive. That is absolutely impressive. And it's only been out for uh, what, 4 days, 5 days? Yeah. So, it's good to see that people I mean, A, well, it's good to see that theaters are open and people are getting back to normal. I guess in a vaccinated world, a movie theaters not such a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Um which is awesome, and I I like I like when anime films do well in theaters because that means we'll get more of them. Um, because I, I urge everybody, I, I'm pretty sure everybody listening has seen at least one anime movie in theaters. There's just something about it being on that big screen, dude. That just it makes it such an experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I can't I can't say enough good about it. Yeah, I imagine it'll be. I'll, I'll at least throw it up on a future poll. Demon Slayer, I mean, just to have us give it, like you said, you can give it a fair shake, and then I can experience it for the first time. I kind of, like we've mentioned many times before, I don't really watch much anime on the side, at least mm-hmm. not not like ones that I might potentially, uh, you know, nominate and stuff like that. Yeah. That is so crazy. Seems like uh, so the show is just crazy. I used to... but go ahead. Well, no, well that, and also, so I was looking at. Um... The the because I was a bar manager at a uh, like a it was a movie theater but it was also a restaurant it was more it wasn't like a like a draft house it was like a I mean you had like tables or you had like you know the the, the um the theaters it was a lot more upscale mm-hmm. um and I would have never thought I, I you know and I quit there because I was just tired of working fucking ninety hours a week but I was making good money so there's that but they're actually showing Demon Slayer like tonight. So it's so crazy to see that, like, it's it's become it's such a success, and it's become like anime movies are becoming such much more mainstream that you're like even the most like the most snooty of theaters are like, yeah, fuck it, we'll show it. We like making money. Yeah, I've I've noticed that as well, especially with like this film and 
There was one other before this, and I can't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, like, usually in an animated film, I gotta, like, drive down to Ronnie's old drive-in theater. Like, right? Which, it's not a drive-in anymore, but it's, like, it's the theater where, you know, I went and saw the fairy tale movies. I saw, like, a, mm-hmm. a Naruto movie there, or the Boruto movie. Mm-hmm. Any animated film, that's usually where I gotta go. Um, saw Your Name there. Uh, and it just seems like, if it's not Studio Ghibli, it usually doesn't get to... This much exposure. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, it this really one, does. Uh, this one, I mean, I, you, you can pick the theater and it's probably sold out or it's the tickets are selling quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. so it, it's just, it's awesome to see. Like you like you mentioned before, like it's going to, all, all it's going to bring is good stuff. Like we're just going to get more and more uh, theatrical releases over here in the States. So. Yep. And everybody wins. Um, so with that being said, Cody, before we, now that we move on from that, before we, uh, before we dive into our, our, you know, some some two heroes here, Cody, I gotta know, like, this talking about a demon, a demon train, Mugen trains got me uh, all kinds of parched. I need to know one thing and one thing only. What you drinking? All right, Chris, we uh, we've saved the worst for last from this. Uh, oh man, out of the office, Bud Light seltzer party pack. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm not gonna enjoy this at all. I've actually had this before, and it is the watermelon mojito. Mmm, mint and watermelon. Yeah, now, I'm a big fan of watermelon. I like watermelon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not are, a mojito guy, huh? No, I don't like drinking leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. As much as like as a kid, I used to love mint chocolate chip ice cream, but like it's something I've just grown out of. And uh, no, that's fair. Having a minty drink, it's just very. I don't know. I, I've had plenty yeah. of mojitos down in Mexico when I was uh, I was there with a, on like a family trip, and I was trying to finish every drink on the menu. Mm-hmm. Well, of course they had like six different mojitos, and I was like, oh, of course. But I challenge mean, it was, accepted. It was all you can drink, so you know you had had to put them down. But man, oh, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> burnt myself out on on mojitos in general. So uh, that's what I'm drinking cool. though. What about you? Well, Cody, I'm uh, I went, got away from the the beer and seltzer this week only because I drank it all over the weekend doing commentary for a uh, Final Fantasy trading card game event. So I had to rip open the red wine, uh, some red wine and cheese. It's Cody. That's what I'm having. Um, so I'm having a wine called Petite Petite. It is a Petite Syrah um, red wine. A uh, lot of a lot of big flavors. You know, it's got flavors of dark chocolate, j- jam, raspberry, like like some earthy notes to it, man. It's just a big, bold red wine that hits all of the right notes. And I love it. And it goes, it grows great with Cheez-Its. <laughs> love that, Chris. Yeah, I'll have yes, to, indeed. I'll have to have you introduce me to the wine game one of these days whenever I finish all these party well, packs of seltzers. Well, and... when the homies can hang out again, we'll go have a classy wa- uh, steak and wine dinner somewhere. Oh, absolutely, man. Hopefully we'll, and... hopefully we can get back to normal Maybe this year? That'd be great. Oh, that'd be beautiful. But before we... So let's go ahead and dive in to uh, to my hero, to Academia, two heroes. But before we do that, insert the record scratch right here. We had a quick hangover from last week. We skipped over an episode uh, that was just kind of smacked right in the middle where it really didn't need to be. And this is episode, it is episode 58 um, called Save the World with Love. This was definitely a tee-up and just kind of a filler uh, to the theatrical uh, outing here, My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. 
what am I trying to, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, you know, there's really not much happening in this. All this really does is it basically all might, you know, seeing some footage of his time abroad in America, we're introduced to a character named David Shield. Uh, then there's a training where All Might plays a villain, and they, you know the kids have to save this bank robbery. And then all then at the end, All Might's asked to go, come to I Island to visit Dave, and he asked Midoriya to come with him. That's it. That's the tee off for the movie. So I firmly believe, firmly believe. Oh, he gets an email from David Shield's daughter, Melissa. Because uh, there's a there's an expo, there's a special event happening on the island, and that's why he goes and he asks uh, he asks Deku to go with him. That this episode could have easily just been like 15, 20 minutes extra on the movie. I don't think they needed. I I like that they were like, hey, here's a little a little free, a little buy-in, a little you know, watch. And if you like this, hey, why don't you come out and see the movie, right? Like it's to me that's like some old school marketing, but I guess. I would have liked this if it was just all. I mean, My Hero Academia at that point is already. It's already like going gangbusters over here. I'm pretty sure if they had put this episode onto the movie, people still would have gone to go see it. Yeah, I I, I agree. And where it's placed just doesn't make any sense. And and mm-hmm. and like uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like in regards to where the anime is, where this episode gets thrown in, it's mm-hmm. thrown in at like. Puts a big major it's jarring. Halt on, it puts a major halt on the action that we're already seeing mm-hmm. uh, in in the middle of season three. I think this could have been like an awesome way to end season two, mm-hmm. like maybe like a post credit scene where it's not. I think season two's post credits was like you get to see like the villains meet up or something yeah. like that. Like imagine if it was like just Melissa calling All Might and saying like, "Hey, you need to come to Island or whatever," and then like you get like the big. You know, the big poster moment where it's like My Hero Academia, theatrical film, two heroes releasing, you know, whatever the date is. Yeah, boom! I think that would have been cool. Come Um, and get it. Or even, like, maybe you replace the filler at the beginning of Season 3, where they just, like, Mm -hmm. reintroduce all Mm -hmm. our characters and we have, like, the swim meet. Yeah. Why not just put this at... I don't don't know. I feel like this episode's placement was just weird. Although I did enjoy the episode. Um, Yeah. But it was... and we're 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 very much glossing over it. But really, the only things that pertain to the movie are what happens in the beginning and what happens at the end. The middle is just this kind of weird story with midnight, and they do a training exercise that they fail because All Might plays. He's he's one of the villains, but he plays dead and he gets away. It was just just really really weird. Um, and just considering the episode before it and the episode after it, like. Maybe to me that kind of hurt it because I was like, I don't want to see this shit right now. I want to know what's going to happen with Gang Orca. I want to see what the boys are going to do to Gang Orca. Yeah, I don't. But, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but it don't, it reminded me of like when Bleach used to just throw in like, here's our Christmas episode or here's yeah. our Halloween episode, and you're like, there's a major fight going on right now. Please mm-hmm. get this out of my face. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, that moves us right along into our main topic tonight, Cody. This is My Hero Academia, the movie, Two Heroes. Um, the movie was first released. Actually, the world premiere was at the Anime Expo, uh, AX for short, um, on July 5th, 2018. Um, it then debuted in Japanese theaters August 3rd, 2018. Um, and then I want to say it made its way to the States. Um, and I want to say around September, let me just double check my, my figures here. Yeah. September 25th, 2018, Cody, while we were in Los Angeles or is the next weekend, um, 
because I remember it was week two. Yeah, it was week two the movie was out. But um, so yeah, so it and it's it was relatively it did relatively well. Like I want to say um, in in Japan, like it it was number four uh, at the box office the week it released. It stayed in the top ten for a couple weeks. Uh, at by week four, it sold over a million tickets. Um, North America, it was uh, even though it was a super super limited release. Um, it, in, it had a top 10 spot. Like, it ended up being top 10 at the box office its opening week, and it made, I mean, in theaters, it made over $5 million, which for an animated film in 2018, that's still very, very good. And also keep in mind, too, a lot of times when you see these anime movies in theaters, it's not like a normal studio release, uh, which what I, but I actually think Demon Slayer is like a normal, like, it's not like a, like a, a Fathom event or something like that, right? This is like, Hey, such and such studio presents this. It's, you know what I mean. It's not like come watch the opera done by Fathom or come watch this old watch riff tracks done by whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was probably like a I would get, assume like a Funimation special or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very. And by very... the way, Demon Slayer also is rated R. Like it's got a hard R rating, which really? is even more impressive. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, My Hero Academia, very successful in theaters. Now, Cody, let's go ahead and dive right in um, to this movie. I hope you got – are you sipping on your sip? You got your mojito ready? Because we're going to I Island, baby. Oh, Chris, I got a mojito. I got a, I got a lemonade. I got it all. Love that. So the movie opens up, um, and actually we get a little bit of a flashback here. We get to see All Might's debut in America. Um, he interrupts a uh, – there's like – a. It looks like fake Las Vegas. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a, a town, and they're in California, um, and it's a casino, which I mean that's very feasible. But basically, this casino gets robbed by a bunch of random villains. Uh, a couple heroes try to stop them. They immediately get rocked, only to uh, be thwarted by a hero from abroad. Uh, this is the first time he made himself, uh, uh, you know, seen to the American public, and just. He hits him with that famous line, the, you know, I fear not citizens, I am here. And just make short work of these guys. Like it's it's not it's not even a close fight. So this is I guess the first time the I guess this is really what put All Might on the map right here. So Yeah, it's a cool a cool little intro scene to get get you warmed up for the rest of the film. Absolutely. And I wanna say it's just All Might just daydreaming this whole thing while him and Deku are on the plane ride too. That's right. Uh, it, it, I, it's more him like reminiscing and everything. And of course we get to see the California smash in that intro scene, because even in the episode before, you know, it's, he starts reminiscing about himself and David, you know, cause I mean, they're old, they're old chums. Um, yeah, we also get to see like a young David Shields at this point and they're, they're rolling around in like a, the car that they're in. It almost reminds me of like Spike Spiegel's ship a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. And, uh, and I Island that they arrive, you know, think, think like, uh, it's very like I don't know futuristic kind of like Wakanda-ish, you know what I mean? Like not like to that degree, but it's very much a um, it's an artificial moving island that's pretty much just a giant research base. It's just nothing but scientists doing research. They have expos, which is really the crux of why All Might is here because you know in the episode Melissa, uh, David Shields' daughter, wanted All Might to come visit the expo that weekend so 
But this is where it gets a little tricky because, um, you know, All Might has to like shift into his muscle mode. Like he had, because they, nobody knows outside of Deku, nobody knows that his power is weak. And based on the placing in the show, you know, the fight with All for One or, yeah, All for One has already happened. So we don't know how long All Might can stay in his muscle form. Well, that, okay, and let me stop you there because I, I have a question about that. Mm hmm. Because in the show, All for One's already taken care of, he's in Tartarus. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, in this, it makes it seem like he isn't been defeated. Right, because of that little scene near the end when they're fighting. Yeah, so... So, like, like I don't... I, I, I genuinely think, don't know. Well, in, like, some of the lines All Might says to Deku are, like, in his head. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is taking place before the All for One fight. Yeah, and look, I am A-OK with that because it makes way more sense. Oh, yeah. Considering 100%. how long All Might is in his muscle form in this... uh in this episode and i am a-okay with it because also too like i was saying telling you before this started i am a-okay with these movies just being their own contained thing i don't need them to be canonical um because i really like how this movie from here takes the shape of just a normal action movie um very much like a Die Hard or a skyscraper or a, a the raid or the carl urban judge dread and as we go through it, you'll kind of see that vibe. So I think this, I, on its own merits, like take the rest of the show, take the rest of the canon out of it. I think this movie stands up on its own two feet. It's, just, it's hard to detach what we already know when mm-hmm. we get to the movie. Yeah, and even like if you haven't even seen the show, they, they throw in like some flashback scenes where you get to, you kind of get brought up to speed pretty quickly. Absolutely. And here we're introduced officially to uh, when they get off the plane. They're you know they're walking through. They're you know they're really just taking in the sights and sound. And we're met with um, Melissa Melissa Shields, and you know refers to All Might as Uncle All Might, Uncle Might. Um, who yeah, I guess he hasn't seen her in a while. He's you know he's like wow you you know you've grown up. She is now a seventeen year old young lady, and of course uh, you know Deku being kind of weird around girls is like oh boy. You know, re- really, really liking it. Yeah, and she comes over and she's inspecting his suit. He's getting all blush, all, all flush oh, red yeah. in the face. You know, she's so close. <laughs> but yeah, she so, basically, she takes him off to go meet up with their old pal David. Obviously, that being her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we. This is where we kind of meet. Um, where we get the little. Well, before we get there, there is a. Uh, we we start get our, get our first glimpses of the the ne'er do wells. We see a. Um, you know, we get some people on the phone saying that, hey, you know, we've infiltrated the expo and things will, the goods will arrive, you know, what they need will be there later in the day, essentially. So we're, we're getting like the seeds of what's going to be happening later. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. You get like your your typical anime movie goon. And uh, oh, yeah. they also, they do some major foreshadowing when Deku and All Might, right before they land, they oh. mention like, oh, there's never been a crime committed on I Island. And you're like... <laughs> Uh, well, that's gonna <laughs> fucking change today. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Continue. No, that's okay. Because now we're shifting back over to uh, where we're meeting uh, David and his assistant uh, Sam, um, and they're they're talking about a few things. Um, I'm trying to remember what they're talking. They're talking about, uh, I guess, her conducting her own research, um, and then that's when All Might comes in, and he is just, I, All Might's super stoked to see David. 
And that's when they, you know, introduces him to Midoriya, mentions that David Shields is a Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner, former sidekick of All Might, and basically the guy who made all of his costumes. So, like, David's not just some random, like, jabroni. He's, like, he was All Might's homie, like, in the, in the early years, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's basically like his partner in, not crime, but, you know, hero work. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, they the have... exact. The exact opposite of crime. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Uh, but yeah, they have a, a nice little touching reunion, uh, and uh, eventually All Might like coughs, and David immediately he's he like glances oh, yeah. over and he's like he knows something's he up. He knows something's up. And so he basically yeah. he's like he's like hey Melissa hey Deku you guys why don't you go show him around the island Sam why don't you go take a break uh, me and All Might gotta talk. Yep. And uh, basically, basically oh, here. Like, David starts to run some tests on All Might, and All Might basically, he instantly breaks down to his regular old, old, old scrawny Might. Old small Might. Yeah, small Might, that's it. And basically, David starts doing some tests, realizes that his quirk is nearly depleted, and mm-hmm. of course All Might, he hasn't told them about Midoriya or anything that he's passed the quirk on. Um, so, uh, David's pretty concerned about this. Oh, Absolutely. Showing concern for his old friend, of course. But then we, you know, we're going back to a little more lighthearted moments here. We've got, um, you know, where Melissa and Deku, they're, um, you know, they're they're talking, just getting to know each other, and, um, you know, he's like, you know, call me Deku. That's, you know, that's my name. That's my hero name. And she's like, well, that's fucking weird, but okay. Um, and that that takes place before, like, I guess, right around the same time that All Might and David are uh, are getting down to what's going on with him. Um, and as they're going through the um the expo, I guess the expo halls and around the expo uh, area, there there's a, there's are there are a bunch of pro heroes on the island. Uh, we see uh, our man Godzilla. Yeah, oh Godzilla. <laughs> That's right. And I guess there's um there's a lot of different sponsorships. So, I mean, it, it goes back to kind of like the cool like meta that you see in this world where I mean, it he, being a hero is a profession. It's not a calling. Um, so. But uh, what's great here is um, at, so they're going there showing a bunch of different things. Um, she uh, she's showing him a bunch of different inventions, and they they start talking about her dad. How she so there's just a lot of conversation. She wants to be a scientist just like him. She's a third year student at the I Island Academy. Um, so they're just talking and they're just you know having a good time. And uh, we get to see uh. Some uh some very awkward moments here with our girl Ochako. Ochako Uraraka is on the scene. Cody, how the hell did she get here? Oh, Chris, who knows? But she is here and she is seeing her her man Deku with with another girl and it was with a tall drink of water and she is not liking that. Yeah, she seems a little salty and she's not here alone, Chris. She's got her girls Yayurozu and Zero are also there. Yeah, the, the the girls are here and they think that Deku's out on a date and uh, he's like, "Oh no, we're, I'm just I'm just, you know, being shown around the uh, the exhibit hall here," which is again, it's it's just funny. Um and she's about to bring up All Might, but Deku's like, "No, I don't I don't want anybody to know that I'm here with All Might." You know what I mean? Because he's he at this point Deku I I mean again still nobody in the class knows what's going on. They, some people suspect there's a connection with Deku and All Might, but he doesn't want to just like put it out on the table like that. You know what I mean? And uh, so what they do is they go they're gonna go get some tea at the cafe. And who the hell do we run in at the cafe, Cody? Our boys. Oh, you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, 
That's okay. I, th- I thought you. I thought I heard you say hold on. So I thought we lost something there. Oh, but no, uh, we're good. They head to the cafe for some tea, and uh, you know they meet a couple other classmates working just waiting tables. We have our man Kaminari and Mineta. Right, Somehow we- they're here too. Oh, yeah, we got our two favorite pervy waiters <laughs> delivering tea to the group, and uh, I think this is where they go over like how they all got there because I guess Yayorozu's yep. parents got her tickets, and then like yeah, same thing. Well, same thing with Ida because Ida shows up and. Um... His family, because uh, his whole family was invited because of the, um, I guess, because they're, they're a family of heroes, but Ido was the only one who could actually attend. Yeah, and basically, Kaminari and Mineta, they volunteered to work at the cafe because it got them tickets to the to the expo. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, a nice game uh, of, of Class 1A. Absolutely, and uh, Jiro and um, Uchako are there because they were invited... Uh, Basically, yeah, you were getting ready to say it. Uh, Yaya Rose's parents like have stock in like I guess this this I Expo, so she got invited. She had she had a plus two, so she brought the gals with her. So that's why they're all there. Yeah, and they're and but, uh, it's not just Uraka and Jiro that came with her. They're just the ones that get the the pre showing, like yeah. the pre show to the expo. Everyone else like lost a game of rock paper scissors, and they're pretty much just stuck. At like the hotel, which again is a little weird. It sucks that like this is my only gripe, and it, I guess it's kind of a, well, it's one of my few small gripes. But I get it when you have such a large cast of characters, it's going to be really hard to showcase all of them. So I'm glad at least everybody got a second to be on screen. Like Mina had her big like, oh, I lost rock paper scissors, I suck kind of moment. But it, it's tough when you have such a, a cast that has so many likable characters to really cram them all into this one contained story, you know? Yeah, I and I guess I'll, I'll touch on this in like the our overall thoughts when we get towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's just weird that they have all the characters just kind of just sitting in their hotel rooms if they're not mm-hmm. part of like the main crew that gets the pre-show like pre-I Expo viewing. Um, yep. We'll touch on more of that later, but basically. I think all of Class 1A is technically there. You just only get to see some of them in like little little flashes. Yep, and not to and not to let us know that everybody isn't there. We get to see a nice explosion off in the background. Apparently, there is a uh, there's a villain attack, uh, like a vent, like an attraction going on, where we meet the boys, Kirishima and Bakugo. They are pretty much there, just cleaning house, dude. Just taking out these uh these villain robots and just you know. But of course, uh, because Kirishima is like there kicking ass, and then Bakugo shows up and jumps in. You know, he's just cleared out like all these little robot villains, and he's—I guess—he's leading this the the charge here in this little attraction. He's winning this contest. So, and that's when they notice that uh, up in the stands, uh, Kirishima and Bakugo notice. Oh, look! There's 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 your boy. There's Deku, and of course, Bakugo is pretty pissed that uh, that Deku's there as always. Yeah, because apparently Bakugo got a. Got a ticket for winning the sports festival. So that's why he's there. Yep, yep. and Kirishima just tagged along. Yeah, they come up with uh, some some decent excuses for why the entire class showed up to this random island. But uh... <laughs> Yep, and of course now Deku wants to go ahead and take his hand, uh, try his hand at the uh, the villain attack thing. And, uh, you know, he actually does very well, ends up having a second place finish. And that's when uh, Melissa starts to notice hey, that's, that's pretty similar power to All Might there. Yeah, she, she so. is... She is... Very smart woman. She is catching on quick. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, our favorite <laughs> but that's boy. Not, but that's not it. Yeah, I was going to say, Todoroki is in the mix, too. Um, 
I want to say he actually ends up doing better than everybody and goes ahead and wins first place, and which causes Bakugo to just fucking flip his lid. Yeah, he so. he, he obviously has his, his little rivalry with old Icy Hot, and uh, yeah, it just kind of yeah. continues into this movie, and we basically we got all of our our quote unquote main cast of characters. You know, it's I wish we got to see more of like the the more technically side characters. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, we're just getting you know Todoroki, Bakugo, Kirishima, Deku, Tenya, the the regular squad that we that we usually. See. Yeah, so all the hero, you know, the main the main cast has been assembled. Uh, of course, Todoroki is there because he was uh, invited to represent Endeavor um, at the expo here. I guess I guess heroes just kind of get invited to these things all the time, and if they're not going to go, I guess they can just give it to hey, my kid will go. It's fine as long as somebody's there. Um, which is kind of funny considering that, like, why the fuck would T- Endeavor be like, hey, I want you to go to this expo, and Todoroki just didn't go. Fuck you, Dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Why don't you go yourself? And I guess I, I probably jumped jumped the gun a little bit, um, because this is after that we get this this little contest scene. Then we flash over to uh, David and All Might, and David's this is where he's testing him, and he's realizing mm-hmm. like, his readings are showing that All Might's quirk is like drastically drastic. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, it's essentially the same thing, right? And uh, we also get another little look at the goons. Uh, the the plot with the villains is all starting to uh, come together, and of course, the big thing here is. Uh, the villains are aware that All Might is there, but uh, you know they, they the the leader of this group is like it's okay. We've got you know we've got countermeasures for the symbol of peace. So. Yep, and then uh, I believe it's it's time for us to get ready for the party, Chris. Absolutely. Um, we got you know, little... they they got to meet up at six thirty p.m. and we have a nice little uh, I don't want to say like a fashion show, but everybody's looking good. They're in their finest duds, their Sunday best. That's right, Chris. And right before they they go to this, uh, Melissa actually takes Deku off to like her her little, I guess workshop or it's like her room basically. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of hooks him up with this gauntlet because she yeah she, she noticed from the competition that uh he wasn't exactly his hand was all scarred up. Yeah. Well, she noticed that when she first met him, and then like mm-hmm. <clears throat> she basically sets him up with this gauntlet that's like, oh, this can withstand three of Uncle Might's punches. But Deku's like, oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Clearly going to use this item here in a few, here in like about a half Oh, hour. absolutely. Absolutely. But then, um, so we cut to the group. They're getting ready. They're getting ready for the party here. Um, you know, obviously Bakugo doesn't want to go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bakugo doesn't want to go. But Kirishima's like, I got an outfit for you. It's fine. Um, and then we cut to a, a small little scene here. I guess where um where all where I guess All Might is um, and David are recalling. I guess their first meeting. Um, and basically, All Might saved uh saved a bunch of people from an explosion in um at the school that David was doing uh experiments at. And I want to say the experiment he was doing actually caused that explosion. Um, and that's when um they they met because he had saved all those people. And David was like, Hey, I think I can help you. And that's when he made him his uh, his first costume. Yeah, man, all of All Might's suits are all so cool. Like, I I almost wish I hope maybe maybe somewhere down the road we'll get some like backstory like just movies about All Might, honestly, or even like mm-hmm. a, an arc of the anime it could just be about like the Silver Age or the Bronze Age, like because all of his uh, costumes absolutely. are so cool, man. 
Yep. And um, and of course, um, as everybody starts showing up for the party here, of course, Tenya is pretty pissed, and you know he, he's mad at Deku for being late, which you know he was late because he was getting this gauntlet from uh, Melissa. The uh, the full gauntlet, I believe, is what it is called. Yeah, the full gauntlet, and of course, Tenya. He's dude. He's such a teacher's pet, and like. Uh, you gotta put on your best face. Blah, 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 blah. You gotta do this. Like you say, be here at six thirty. Be here at six twenty-five. You know, yeah, he's never... he's he's the, he's the fucking stickler for <laughs> fucking nerd. For but I love him. <laughs> yeah, for class one. That's uh, right. But uh, but it's okay, Cody, because now we're in we're inside the expo. Um, and you know, they want to kick things off. They they want the number one hero who is in attendance to go in. You know, speak to the crowd. Give a nice little speech. And, of course, you know, cutting back, before that starts, cutting back to the students, uh, the only people that really aren't present here are Kirishima and Bakugo. Um, they've, they've gotten lost on the way to the expo somehow, because uh, Kirishima's like, I eh, don't know, really know where I'm going. I'm really just going on instinct here, and Bakugo's just like, whatever, dude. Yeah, Baku- Bakugo and- is not, doesn't really care either way, so. Absolutely. And then while All Might's giving his speech, we get an announcement um, over the, uh, I guess, over the, the, the island-wide PA that um, the uh, island security system alarm has gone off. And it's basically like it, it just releases all these robots. It's telling people to get indoors. If you are found outdoors, you know, in the next 10, if you're outside in the next 10 minutes, you will be considered a criminal. So basically puts everything on lockdown. Um, and before they can even figure out what's going on, uh, enter the goon squad. Uh, they barge into the party. They are armed to the teeth. Um, and basically they restrain everybody. And they basically the, their, their bargaining chip here is, hey, we've got everybody hostage. So if anything, you know, we, we sure would hate to have to turn all these robots on the, on the innocent public. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And we get to meet our, our main villain of the bunch. Wolfram. Wolfram, yeah. And yep. he basically says, do it, or like activate it or something. And these little like restraint things come popping out of the ground and start grabbing all the pro heroes. So, yep. of course, and All Might is restrained. Yeah, of course, they got to restrain All Might because he, he would obviously take make quick work out of these guys. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all the pros have basically been restrained and they're being held hostage along with some innocent civilians as well. Yep. And, and this is where the movie kind of takes on this. Uh this diehard type, uh, you know, raid style action movie, because basically they need to get to the top of this structure. Like this is really what's happening. This is going to be them really having to make their way to the top of this building out. Cause I want to say up there, that's where all of the controls are for the security systems. Um, Cause nobody has cell phone signals. Uh, they, they can't get into the elevator. So yeah, when this security system activates, it shuts down pretty much everything. Like everything. Yeah, so Chris, we get to take the stairs all the way to floor 200 oh. or whatever the hell it is. God damn, yeah, they have a moment where it's like, oh yeah, we're on, we need to go to floor 204, and it's like, get out of here. That sucks. But, you know, these kids are all in fantastic physical shape. So, but uh, they also know that All Might is, um, they, they know where All Might is, and they, they have to get to, the I guess, the ballroom where he's at. Um, and this is where... Um, I guess they're watching. They're watching from up in like the um, like the grates, like the uh, like the the duct system, and he, uh, Deku is like fla- I'm trying to think. Deku's like flashing lights at him to try to get All Might's attention. 
Yeah, he's um, he's basically on the balcony above All Might because I think they go yes. to like floor 138 or something wherever yep. the ballroom is. And uh, I I could have these numbers wrong, but eh, who cares? Uh, it's a it's a, tall, it's a giant structure with a security system that's equal to uh, Tartarus's uh, security system. So it is a fortress. Yeah, but basically All Might and Deku they make eye contact because Deku like flashes his phone flashlight at him. Yeah. And then they use Jiro. She uses her headphone jack ability, and Deku kind of just signals to All Might, "Hey, you can talk, and we we can hear you." And yep. so um, he basically gives, All Might gives him the skinny here. Yeah, it kind of just gives him the scoop on what's going on, and he's basically like, yeah, "You guys need to run away." Which, you know, knowing yeah. our boy Deku, he ain't just gonna leave anybody behind. And uh, yeah, and and Tenya's like, "We can't fight." You know, this is like the, you know, this is just like the USJ incident, but you know, we're not allowed to fight. And of course, and even Todoroki's like, "Well, I mean." We have the power to help people. Are we just as bad if we just run away? Yeah, I, I almost I hate. But Tenny might be my least favorite character, honestly. Like I hate uh, when he's, he's such always, a wet sandwich. Sometimes he's just man. always like, "Oh, well, let's not do that. Let's just wait for our teacher." Like, bro, you would have gotten half your teachers killed at this point if we were exactly. sat around a day. My bad, I accidentally <laughs> muted myself. I was so upset. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. It, it happens. But, like, Aizawa like, would be dead. 13 oh, would be dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All Might would arguably be dead. Like, mm -hmm. Tenya, you just... He need, would, need, he would like, be dead. You need Fucking to stop being the be class dead. representative. Like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. the hell you're talking about. But, like... And like, what is he gonna Stain do? Stain would have killed him. Like, what is Tenya gonna do? Yeah, yeah, Stain would have killed him. But, like, what, is, yeah. what, what can Tenya do to Todoroki? You, you would get frozen and cooked... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, he, uh, well, well I literally. guess Tenya's power is running away. So I mean, <laughs> fuck it, something I can do. Let's do it. But uh, so basically, the the long and short here is uh, All Might's like, y'all need to run. Deku's like, I'm not gonna run. All Might says, fuck. Okay, that's fine. And I, 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 I don't, I don't like what I don't like that you're gonna stick around. But I know you're gonna stick around, and it makes sense because we need help. Yeah, I think All Might says in his head, he's like, he wouldn't be my successor if he just ran away or something like that. Exactly, and I'll, I want to say right around here is where we start to notice that uh, the All Might, the he, All Might does not have much time left in his muscle form. Oh, is that right, Chris? Are you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of the that's kind of the crux here. You know what I mean? It's very much right about that time. We you know it gives us a uh, you know a little bit of drama because now All Might doesn't have much time in his muscle form. That's right. Um, and we should mention that um, while some of the goons are, are they, they while they're talking um, basically to the group of hostages they have, mm -hmm. they like grab Sam, David's assistant, and they're, they're basically like, it seems like they're trying to force him, I don't know if they're trying to get some information out of him or what, but uh, they basically take him and Dave, David kind of steps in and he's like, hey, you know, that's my assistant, you know whatever you need me to do I, like he basically just is trying to just figure out what's going on it seems like because he tells all might in his head he's basically like no because you know where you don't move you know I'll, i i can help save everybody apparently so david tries to i guess play hero and he the villains basically take him with them yep and then uh you know we got the students here trying to figure out what to do they you know they scale you know several more floors um and then they they come pretty much come to a dead end they're uh they're cut off from getting uh to the 80th floor, which I believe is where like all the control rooms and everything is. Um, so 
we uh, we get the door open, and that's when the security system pretty much notifies the uh, the villains that hey, we need we need to get there's these punk ass kids. We need to go ahead and get them taken care of. Um, so now we we uh, we get to see some uh, some actual fighting here between uh, just some uh, some henchmen and the boys. Yeah, basically our group gets to this plant factory is what it's called. Um, yeah, but it's like almost like a wide open, almost like a, like a greenhouse type thing. Yeah. And um, there, there's two goons there. Uh, they got some pretty interesting quirks. Um, yeah, I like the one that can like muscle up and turns into this like purple like gorilla big arm thing. Yeah, yeah, you got him, cool. and then you got the other dude who like is he like throwing wind or he's like he's like it's what it air looks currents like. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're posing a threat. Uh, fortunately for our our heroes here, oh boy, uh, Hiroshima and Bakugo being lost as they were, somehow made it to floor 80 and uh, pretty much yeah, arrived just in time to, to help out Todoroki take out these guys. That's right, because they're trying to hide, and they're like, uh, they're like, hey, I saw some kids over there. Like, y'all can come out and hide. I saw you, and Bakugo's like, what did you say? Who the <laughs> hell do you think you're talking to? And then they proceed to go ahead and just just have a... And this is a really awesome fight scene, by the way. Yeah, the fight scenes in... I, I, it's pretty much for all animated films. It's just like... Another mm-hmm. step up from what the show can, like, really show. Uh, yep. Yeah, and basically, Tod- while they're fighting, they, they, they pretty much allow, like, Todoroki allows Deku and everybody to get out of this room while they stay behind and fight these goons. Yeah, he pretty much makes, like, an ice pillar and, like, like a mm-hmm. little little ice elevator for Deku and the rest of the gang to keep moving yeah, we're on. Climbing. We're climbing, baby. And that's, and that's basically what's going to be going on for the rest of this movie. We're just climbing, baby. We are climbing. And, um... Bakugo and them, and it's it, it's kind of a trope, right? You have a group of kids; they stay behind and fight. The rest of the group moves on, and we don't really see much of these guys. I mean, we 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 see them when they come save the day, but like that's just kind of how they break people off in these movies. Like, all right, that's your moment; you're done. All right, you guys are going to go here. All right, that's your moment; you're done. And then you, the group eventually whittles down. Like the, it's the Dragon Ball formula, right? The all the Z fighters start. But in the end, it's just Goku because everyone gets fucking dog washed right in the beginning. <laughs> yep. But I like here that these are the kid. The kids are the ones doing the washing. So, but of course, also you know the villains are noticing that the kids are still there, and like because they ask, like they radio down to the goons on the 80th floor. They're like, "What are what are y'all doing? Why are you still messing with these kids?" And I mean, they're they're proving to be more than a match for these guys. Yeah, and while while. While they're fighting with them, uh, Deku and his group, they they're trying to find another way up. They basically they notice like a a small like ventilation door, um, mm-hmm. and basically we with Momo's help they they she creates a bomb, throws it up there, blows the door open, and they're basically like, hey Mineta, this is where we need you because this is your time to shine. You'll be a celebrity and you'll get all the girls. Like... <laughs> yeah, Kaminari kind of helps encourage him because he's like he's the smallest one, so he's the only one that can fit, and they he basically has to. They need him to crawl through and then climb up the side of the building. Um, oh man! To get to I don't know if it's like the maintenance room. There's so many damn rooms in this building, Chris. It gets very confusing. But Dude, this this building is gigantic. There's chambers and hallways and doors and bridges. And now we're outside. Like it is. We just gotta man. get to the top. That's all I know. Yes. We just uh, yeah. We just that's all that's all we're going, man. So of course Mineta, with his inspiration to to get all the girls, he. Decides to to climb his way up, and he basically like I guess he opens the way for the rest of the gang. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. He uses his quirk, get out there, and he, he opens it up. And um, and I guess in the next scene here, this is where we cut back to Bakugo and them. They they this is where they defeat um the the two goons. I I like how Bakugo does it. Um his uh his sweat is kind of this it, it's essentially the equivalent of nitroglycerin. And um we have Todoroki pretty much use his uh use his fire to pretty much detonate it. And uh because Deku, uh, sorry, Bakugo got his sweat on one of the villains, and he pretty much just lights him up with uh, Todoroki's fire. So it's really cool to see those two guys who are, have been in each other's throats since the show started to have a cool like team attack. Which you would think we we would. I hope we see more of that. I don't know if we ever do. Not as far as I know, because like those two seem like their powers complement each other super well, almost too good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Any any of these like cool little team attacks that they do, which they do a couple oh, in, this, so great. in this film, it's just awesome. Like I, I agree. Couldn't couldn't agree. ask for more of it. And you got Bakugo hitting a nice howitzer impact. Mm-hmm. And then of course Todoroki doing like using Bakugo's sweat to take out the other villain. It's just all kinds of good stuff. Poor Kirishima, he just gets like knocked out and stuck in the <sighs> wall. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's it, sometimes his quirk just gets the best of him. But what we, what starts happen what starts to happen here, Cody, is the villains are seeing you know again they're seeing how you know these aren't just your average kids, so they kind of start like leading them where they want them to go, like doors start opening for them. Um, but then when they finally reach uh, one of the higher floors, like we're we're deep in the hundreds at this point, and um, we are we are now balls deep in security robots, uh, Cody. Yeah, these little like. I don't even know what kind of threat they pose, honestly, because, <laughs> like, we don't see them, at least as far as I remember, these things don't even attack them, right? They just, like, move towards them. Um, yeah, and then they just fucking, like they, don't, they just throw fucking Dinky at them, man, old Kaminari, <laughs> they just toss his ass at him. Yeah, which, of course, he uses, like, his two million volts, and it doesn't work. Dude, just becomes fucking stupid. Yeah, he, of course, he goes stupid mode, um. Uh, yeah, then they Tenya's Tenya's like, all right, Plan B, and uh, I, again we get like a cool scene where like everybody kind of works together. Momo, she's like making these like smoke bombs to interfere with like their communication systems. Tenya's using his recipro, and Deku's you know using uh with his full gauntlet, he's using you know like thirty percent of yeah. all for one. How about them apples? Thirty percent of all for one. That's that's pretty. That's that's more than we've seen in a while. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, so again, they're 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 climbing, man. They are climbing. Um, so really, the the next thing here is, um, you know, I guess really the only people we have left here at the moment is we have uh, Ochaku, uh, Deku, and Melissa. And now it's Ochaku's turn to do her thing. She uh she basically floats like floats Deku up so he can get to I guess the next set of levels here. The uh, I guess the emergency exit. Yeah, because of course um, we gotta have like another little tiny door that's like way up oh, in the course. air. Um, Absolutely, so. like this build. Whoever constructed this building can fuck off because it's, <laughs> it's there's nothing there's nothing uh, convenient or economical about it. It's just all it's just all show and no go. Yeah, if the elevator goes down, you are literally fucked. Like, <laughs> and, Absolutely, uh, and of course we have a little bit of a race against time here. We've got another robot ambush and. She, you know, she, they're, 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 they're coming up on them. And who's here to save the day, Cody? Our boy, the boys who just took out the goons in the plant factory, Bakugo 
uh, Todoroki, because I want to say like Bakugo comes in, just like uses his flame or his uh, like his explosion, and they're just there to save the day from these damn robots again. Yeah, because these robots are about to capture Ochako, and obviously they got you got Tenya, you got Yayorozu, and like everybody's fighting robots in the other room, and now she's getting ambushed, and of course Bakugo and the boys come to the rescue. uh, Yeah, and gets them back on track to because like they're starting to kind of float towards these fans, um, but they're able to get back in the direction they're trying to go towards that emergency exit. Um, And then Deku gets to use a full power Detroit Smash to get into the top floor of this tower. Yep, and uh, yeah, so we've these are our two main characters, quote unquote, of this film, Deku and Melissa. They've made it to the top of the tower. Um, Mm Hmm. And uh, well, we so we got Deku got getting he's getting his uh his one on one fight here with the what appears to be the the like the second in command really because this is the guy you see with uh with Wolfram doing all the communication with the other villains in the control room. Um, oh boy, sword kill! Oh, <laughs> uh, try he's got some sword. He's got sword kill. He's got swords for hands. That's his name, sword kill. That's right. Well, Look out, man. I got he, sword hands. He takes a nice monumental punch to the face. And, uh, oh, dude, he gets fucking rocked. <laughs> dude, he gets rocked. That's dude, a... we we see this happen uh, not just in this movie. I want to say in the second one, too. Is... No, this is the movie where, like, like Deku just, like, hits him so hard that we never see him again. Yeah, he punches this man clear off the, the screen. He is... Oh, dude, he punches him out of the film. Yeah, like just gone. He just erase. Like, it's it's so. It's it might be the best punch in the entire My Hero Academia like canon. It's, like it's, he it's just not bad. Deletes this guy. The problem is there's too many good punches in My Hero Academia. I don't know, man. I don't think there's been a punch that just straight delete that straight deletes a human <laughs> being from existence. That's true. Because this That's guy true. is gone. Even when Deku punched muscular, he's still got arrested. This guy just yeah, was dude, banned. This guy to the shadow. Gone. Like, like I think he just like. Yeah, and I, I actually ridiculous. I actually thought he was gonna be more of a problem because I was like, oh look at that, another named goon. Like there's two of them now. So like, let's see what happens here. Nope, he's gone. Um, yeah, but it's after pretty much after he after he hit old Melissa. Deku was like he he pulled a fucking George McFly on him, dude. Get your hands off my girl. Yeah, not only that, he also takes out like these henchmen that have machine guns, and Deku just makes quick work out of them, using Dude, his Deku just using his sweet new man. full gauntlet. And uh, that's right. Yeah, basically they make their but way. But now we get. The... Yeah, go ahead, please. Make their way to the to the storage room, which I thought it was the control room, but I don't know anymore. Um, but we see... none of these rooms make sense. It's all just, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, we see a familiar face with the villains. Actually, two familiar faces, I should say, which is David and Sam. And... Yeah, we get the uh, the big plot reveal here, Cody. Which um, which uh, the fir- I, when I go back and watch it like for the third time, it it falls a little flat. And this is this is kind of where your gripes come in. But yeah. but like basically the whole idea because um you know they're talking about their research. And how they didn't want the government to take it from him, so they they create this like th- this this crazy ploy to to hire these villains, which of course will never go wrong. Um, oh no, Chris, yeah, they just, wanted to. 
they're supposed to be just actors acting as oh, villains, yeah. but actually yeah, committing they're, they're, a real crime. <laughs> yes. What actors yeah, can be actors. like, yeah, I'll take money for, to just, you know, go break the law and hold a bunch of people hostage. Like, Yeah, you know, it's perfect. This is, it, what could possibly go wrong, <laughs> yeah. right? And I, I, this is how we're going to get our research back. Oh, it, it, this is the best idea ever. Oh, like, best point. fucking... They probably talked about this over breakfast. They, they 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 went home. They slept on it. This is a bad idea. But now all of a sudden it's like, well, I guess I was doing all this for All Might. You motherfucker, Cody. You said it best. You did not know All Might was even struggling until you saw him earlier. <laughs> exactly, Chris. So like, we probably should touch on it. The research that they're trying to get back is this crown that um, amplifies quirks. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I, I call it a crown. It's basically what it is. It's like a thing yeah, it's like a little headpiece. Little headpiece, head head yeah. And yeah. Uh, to cover your thinning hair. Of course, Izuka and Melissa, they're like right outside, so they like storm in and they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, well, this like, isn't you, where I parked. We get my the car. big plot reveal, like you mentioned, and like David tries to say that like he was doing this all for All Might and bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say is bullshit. Like, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a plot hole here. Um, but of course, and then of course, it's like <laughs> Wolfram shows up and he's like, oh, well, we're real villains. We fooled you by pretending to be fake. You thought you hired some fake villains, but we were acting like fake villains. But we're real villains. The art of the deal, bro. Surprise. And then, of course, Sam turns on David Fucking and he's Sam. like, oh, I was in with the, the villains and here I'm giving them the crown now. And he's like, and then Wolfram's like, all right, well, here's your payment as promised, and just shoots him. <laughs> just blows him away. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's very, uh, 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 quite a crazy scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then as he's going to shoot him again, David then jumps in the way of the bullet. I'm like, what? This is the worst like, plan. Homeboy that- just, like, like, I'd be like, fucking shoot him. For David winning, like, a Nobel Quirk Prize and, like, doing he's all this dumbest. stuff. Like the smartest, smartest person in the world, quote unquote, is just the absolute dumbest character. We're we're talking like Kaminari after like a three thousand volt shock, dumb. And we might as well have had Kaminari just like thumbs up, fawns his way into the room, (laughs) take the briefcase and just fawns over to the villains, and then just give it to him, and then fawns out of the room. I think that would have been a better uh, little device there. Yeah, it, it the it is it is a rough scene. Um. But of course, it gets us to like now the bet now the real quote unquote bad guy. He's got the he's got the yep, uh, and he's, he's got, got the got crown. The, you know? Yep, and now he's taking he's gonna take David with him because basically he's like, well, y'all are I mean, we got what we wanted. You're coming with me because you're gonna you're gonna mass produce these things. Yeah, so he quite literally has the crown. He has the town, and now David is playing Mr. Krabs. So he's got oh, he's got he's got it all. <laughs> he is. Oh, now he's getting ready to ride the Hasselhoff out of here. So that's right. So of course they're making a break for their helicopter here. Yeah, and we get to see Wolfram's quirk, which is like it, it almost reminds me of like Magneto a little bit. It's like metal yes. manipulation. Um, mm-hmm. Very strong. It's a very cool quirk, and I, I wish it got. Yeah. I I mean it's just it's just neat. Like he could probably be a real threat if he was like in the like, actual episodes and everything like that. Yeah, I, I was hoping old fucking uh, I was hoping old Shigaraki would have come up with an application, and be like you. <laughs> Join my team, but no. But this, like, this is um. So, Deku. So they're on the helicopter. Deku tries to jump on the helicopter. He gets knocked off. Um, as uh, as and th- this is one of those. And again, we're coming back to one of these really, really cool moments 
Deku gets knocked off, but then uh, you know Deku's about to about to lose it, and all of a sudden you hear from out of nowhere. Uh, he what does he say? Uh, Don't let that smile leave, young Midoriya, because I am here, and all might just fucking yeah, like a fucking dart. Yeah, which obviously it gives you chills every time. And oh, uh, dude, we'll mention real quick here, like while Deku, while the villains are going to escape, Deku's kind of trying to hold them off from getting to uh, Melissa, and basically. Mm-hmm. Melissa goes and deactivates the security devices, so it frees all the pros. And, and that's uh, how All Might's able to get up there. All Might shows up right on time and pretty much just punches straight through the helicopter. That's right. Doesn't take out any of the bad guys. Or doesn't take out the main bad guy. Doesn't kill David somehow. And of course, the briefcase yeah. with with the research is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Point... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, but at this point, um, I was say because um, yeah, so you know, they rescue Dave. He's you know he's trying to apologize to All Might, but uh, Wolfram has his hands on the uh, he's got the device and he's using it. He's got the crown, Chris, and he throws this thing on, and uh, boy, does he become pretty damn unstoppable because he is dude. Yeah, he's, he's putting a hurting on All Might. Like at first, he thought All Might might have the upper hand, and then we get this like. I don't know if it's here. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we get this crazy scene where he basically like catches All Might before he can hit him, and then like just grabs like two giant like pieces of like <laughs> metal and like smashes All Might. I was like, dude, like for big. for a non, uh, I guess it is technically canon. I don't know what you call this, but like for like a quote unquote filler movie, like I'm like, like this is pretty brutal because he like squishes All Might in between these two cubes of metal. Dude, there's some big big hits in this <laughs> There's, like, show. giant like, metal spikes that go through metal. I'm like, okay, All Might's dead. <laughs> dude. And, uh, what's really cool here is we do get a, um, we do get, like, and this is where you talk about, you know, when you're talking about canonically where this is at, um, and, again, I don't give a shit where it lands, because we do get a mention of All For One here that, uh, basically All For One is kind of the one behind this whole thing. Um, which is fine. That's I. I am okay with every villain attack ever happening. Yeah, is all for ones behind it. You got to have your main bad guy, right? Oh, absolutely. And then basically, Wolfram, because All Might gets in close to him, and he Wolfram kind of grabs him, and then like his arms start buffing up, and he basically All Might in his head, he's like, he must have multiple quirks, and he's like, oh no, and yep, Wolfram's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, when All for One caught word that, you know, David wanted to do something a little on the villain side because what david is doing is evil like straight up oh yeah yeah he's 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 definitely gone full retard on this one full villain yeah and so all for one basically is like yeah if i can help all might's best friend basically go a little villainry you said yeah i'm all i'm all in how can i help (laughs) that's right so we got this guy with multiple quirks he's got the he's got the crown on he's he's i mean he's fucking shit up (laughs) like absolutely easier way to put it and we got our other heroes are showing up, so you got, you know, Todoroki and Bakugo are doing what they can, but they're, all, I mean, all our all our main cast is pretty much no match for this guy. That's right, and this is, um, and of course, th- this is the, yeah, that's right, because the, the students show up, All Might gets a little inspired, and that's when he realizes that this guy has multiple quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then of course, um, yeah, please, Deku comes to the rescue, my man. Yeah, while All Might's getting smashed and, like, stabbed through, Deku, of course, comes to the rescue. Breaks him out of it. Somehow he's not actually smashed or stabbed through, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> we can't have All Might. We can't, 
can't have all my die in a movie. Like, right, and you got to have this moment here. We got to have this uh, this feel good comeback moment. Um, so basically, you know, all all my still finds the way to throw some shade at Deku for being just a reckless youth. Um, but you know, he's just like you know, he, you know, heroes have to act when people are in trouble and things like that. And that's when like, of course, Deku just by saying some some pretty obvious shit, all my's like, by golly, you're right. So he's like, young they go ahead. Young Midori, will you, limp, up, will you lend me your power one more time? And we probably get the best scene. This at... is one of my favorite scenes in all of My Hero Academia. Oh, like, absolutely. They're the like, animation's great. Yeah, the animation's crazy. They're, like, fucking running at the speed of light. And, like, you see, like, Deku, like, catch up to All Might. So it's, like, it's cool because, like... Yeah, he's running. Him. He goes full. Yeah. And, and then uh, I love when, like, they kind of get this thing. Like, Deku puts his arm out. I love when, like, All Might just, like, chest out. Oh, how he just stands fucking... with his hands on his hips? <laughs> Dude, it's like, you're fucking dead. You're yeah. so dead. Well, because they're all, they're giving, like, this back-to-back speech, and they're like, that's what that's what heroes do and all this stuff. It's time to go beyond, plus ultra, all that stuff. And, like, when and he you says get the plus... fucking the rainbow lasers, baby. Oh, man, it fucking chills every time. I don't care how corny this fucking plot is. Like, anytime they do the rainbow Detroit smash, United States yeah, you're smash. You're like, it's over. Yeah, like it is over. Yeah, I don't care which villain you are. I don't care if you're fucking anybody. It doesn't matter. You're dead. <laughs> and uh, and the crazy thing is, like, while this hit is massively hard, I still think Deku's punch on old sword kill was way harder. Way harder. <laughs> he should have hit this guy like that. I don't know when All Might hit that pose and said plus ultra. Dude, I, was like, I... I was like, did he just stop throwing the punch to hit a pose? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that that's the best, like literal and figurative flex. And they just melt Wolfram. Like just in a just in a, an explosion of her, uh, of heroic uh just heroic deeds, dude. Oh, yeah, and the only the only the only bad side is Deku's new gauntlet breaks. Oh yeah, he, he just melts his gauntlet, which is fine. It, it's it's I guess the thing showing that uh he didn't uh you know he didn't didn't hurt his arm any more than he had to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, it served its purpose, because, like, when Absolutely. Melissa gave it to him, like, she's like, you're an aspiring hero, like, you're gonna use it for, like, a good cause, quote unquote. like, something something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, basically, uh, they, they've, you know, they've taken out the guy with the crown, and, uh... They and, saved the town. They've saved the town, and, uh, even, even Mr. But, Krabs is alive, old David. Yep. And... David's there, and the movie just kind of ends, honestly. Yeah, he, um, he kind of, he basically he thinks All Might, and All Might's basically like, you shouldn't be thinking me, you should be thinking, you know, your daughter Melissa and, and Deku, because mm-hmm. all credit to them, and he, he, David knows that, like, okay, Deku's the one that, that's received one for all, and he's like, yeah, that boy's gonna be like a fine young hero, or something, something along, you know, your, your typical, like, nice line. Um, yeah, I, I, he sees the same light, or I, I can feel the same light in him that was in you, and you know, and then basically dirt, roll credits, and of course it's got the same ending theme from season three, which I I think this is the best ending theme uh, in the show so far. So it's cool to kind of get the full version of that song, and the the end credits just kind of have scenes from throughout the movie, and then really what you get at the end of the credits is. You see David in a hospital bed. Look, I'm sure he's talking with his daughter. I like to think she is just cussing him out 
beyond all recognition because we got the fucking cops outside of the door. I like <laughs> to think he's fucking handcuffed and like ankle cuffed to the bed. Like, homeboy, you're going to jail when this is over. Yeah, They're probably going to beat you with your Nobel Prize that you won. Yeah, you're going to be going to jail. You're probably going to be in there with like some of Wolfram's goons. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to serve 25 to life, pal. Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, because... This this plan this was premeditated, <laughs> premeditated hostage situation. Like, look, I'm no lawyer, <laughs> but you're in trouble, pal. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, but yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of My Hero Academia: Two Heroes. Yeah, you know, overall, Cody. Other than like the the massive plot hole that ends up kind of being like I guess the crux for the final act of the film, I liked it because it goes back to. You watch superheroes, you watch superhero shows and movies to watch them do the superhero things. You just you just need a paper thin story to get you there. Like you want to see All Might strike the pose. You want to see Deku just delete Sword Kill from existence. You want to see Bakugo and Todoroki do their sweat fire explosion tag team move. You 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 want to see them hit the old doomsday device off the top rope, right? You want to see uh <laughs> You, you want to see Tenya run fast. You want to see Mineta, against all odds, be like a good hero. You want to see, a, you want to see um, Kaminari fawns his way out of a situation. And you want to see Kirishima fucking get knocked around because he can take it. You know what I mean? Like you want to see the heroes doing their hero things. Um, so overall, like, my gripes are very, very minimal. Um, it's no different than, again, like... Again, I liken these type of movies to the Dragon Ball movies, which I think are kind of the 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 gold standard, the the bar in which you compare anime series movies to, especially when you're going to have multiple of them. So not everyone, look, not everyone's a winner. There are some really, really bad Dragon Ball movies, but there are also some really good ones. Um, and I do think My Hero will suffer that same fate by, by the time it's all said and done. Um, but I think this one is going to end up being right in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm glad you compared it to Dragon Ball because, I mean, even some of the Dragon Ball movies I completely love and most people hate them. Um, yeah, like, yeah, you've got your winners, like, you've got Chris, your stinkers. I am, I am a fan of Bio Brawly and people fucking hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> See, to me, that one's very much in the middle. Like, that's a very, very middle-of-the-road movie for me. Um, I think uh, the one that I don't really like, uh, well, I, I like Tree of Might. A lot of people don't like Tree of Might. Tree of Might's actually my favorite one. Um, so I can feel you on that, but um, yeah, like I, I think this one, I don't think this is like, look, I don't think this is gonna be like Bio Broly bad. Well, Bio Broly's funny, dude, because you get like Gotenks or like the uh, Trunks and Goten, and Gotenks are like the main like character of that movie. So you get to enjoy their banter, like it kind of breaks it, it breaks the monotony of like, God, this movie is awful. So Chris, I'm telling you, Trunks, Kid Trunks, fights Bi Broly more than any other character in Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he fights him in, I want to say it's Broly 2 mm -hmm. and Bio Broly. I'm like, why, why are we having a child version of Trunks taking on the strongest Saiyan of all time? Where, where's everyone else? <laughs> well, um, look, all but, I'm saying is I, I can't wait to get my My Hero movie where Mineta is the hero. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it. It's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, o overall, my gripes are pretty small. Uh, it's really just, like, like, I can't really... Be mad My at Hero me. Academia 7. Why <laughs> him? That's what it's called. Why him? Yeah, I can't really be mad at David because, like, like he's just a dumbass. That's all he is. He's just stupid. Yeah. 
Stupid as fuck. He's book smart, not street smart, I guess. Absolutely. Um, and then like I, I understand why the other characters just got kind of tossed in, because mm-hmm. we see like Sue and like Mina and yeah, everybody. Like, pretty much Sugar everybody Rush, else. Fucking mm-hmm. Tokiomi, and... like they're all there, just like sitting in their hotel rooms. They're like, oh, I don't have any cell service. I'm like, oh. and I just had them fight some goons, but you know, you got. <laughs> yes, I'm going to bed. You got to put them on the poster of the film, so. Yeah, got to get got to get your sales up. Um, Yeah, overall, I pretty much enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I I can't complain. Um, I still every time I watch it, I still enjoy it. Like, it's not something that it's like, oh, this is dumb. Like the gripes are just like us saying that we think that's stupid. Um, I think, again, it goes back to I want to see All Might punch a guy. I want to see Deku kick a guy. I want to see the kids use their powers. Fuck it. I don't care how you get me there. Just get me there. Mm hmm. Yeah, but Cody. With that being said, where you know we're talking about rankings and how I think this is going to end up being a middle of the road My Hero Academia movie, which is fine. The first outing is always the 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 most experimental and possibly the most dodgy, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know how people are going to react. How do you handle all these characters in these little side films? Which I do think the second movie does a lot better job giving everybody their screen time. Yeah, which so. we'll cover when the time comes. And have you, have you ever seen the second movie? No, I haven't. This is my first time experiencing this. Okay, so. gotcha. Well, the second movie, Any... I if I remember it correctly, I saw it because I saw it in theaters. Like everybody gets a chance to do something, like fight wise. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. We'll be covering that what after season four, I believe. Yeah, after season four. Yeah, we'll have in about three weeks. We'll be on that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, in terms of rankings, God, it's been so long, Chris, since we've done a ranking because we've been. Mm-hmm. What, 60, 70 episodes deep on My Hero at this point? Um, yeah. I'm going to throw yeah, this... Uh, this is our, actually our 10th movie ranking. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw this one right in between, right above Afro Samurai Resurrection, which I know it sounds bad, but it's right below Metropolis, so it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> like we got our bottom three movies being Afro, Demon City, and Seven Deadly Sins. Not that, mm-hmm. not that Demon City's bad, or that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not my favorite. Um, so yeah, I'm going to put it right at, it'll be the new number seven on my list out of 10. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit higher than that. I'm uh, and mine is 100% biased just because I love, I love these characters and I continue to love them more there. These characters are just as like sacred to me as like Goku. You know what I mean? Right. Like these are, these are like household name characters to me at this point. Um, but I don't think it's a great movie per se. Like I think, the three that I, cause I, I have it number four. It's the new number four on my list. Um, now granted, I, like I said, always put an asterisk next to, um, the, the studio Ghibli movies. Those are in a class of their own, but I'm nestling. I'm putting this one right behind knocking on heaven's, heaven's door, which I had at number three. Metropolis is still my number one. Metropolis is my favorite thing that I have watched since we started doing this podcast. And I forgot how much I love that movie. Um, Grave of the Fireflies is still just a just a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Um, and Cowboy Bebop the movie, I think, is just, again, I think it's the best piece of Cowboy Bebop, which is, that's really high praise. Um, so I'm putting My Hero right under this just because I love the characters. I just, like, I could have I, I gone into a theater, Cody, and just show me the scene where Deku hit, hits Sword Kill and roll the credits. <laughs> like, it was that that heavy. Yeah. So 
the action scenes in this are just incredible, especially that final fight. Like it, yes. words can't do it justice because like I, I guess they get a higher budget for the films or there's more. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it all works in the animation world, but it just it seems like the graphics are just top, top, top notch in it. Dude, absolutely. And you get you again in the second movie, you see a lot more of that kind of stuff. Um, so it it does seem like to me that the second movie is a vast improvement. I and which means the third movie is probably just going to be off the fucking rails, and I can't wait. Yeah, I look forward to seeing them both. Um, but with that being said, Chris, that is all I got on My Hero Academia Two Heroes. Yeah. Same, um, very enjoyable. I'll totally watch it again. I can't wait to watch it again. But uh, Cody, before we before we sign off, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do. You said we got a fresh review, don't we? That's right, Chris. We got a fresh iTunes review. It actually was on March first, twenty twenty one. Oh wow! So it's been a little bit, but we just realized it. Yeah, I, I hadn't been checking the iTunes reviews, um, but it says a five star review from. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I muted myself again. <laughs> You're so a, excited. We got a five star review from Marco SP nineteen ninety seven. Says great Wonderful. anime, great anime content. And I love the laid-back style of the show. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're just a couple of old fucking yahoos just sitting here talking about anime, man. Like, yeah, pretty much. I don't, we're just trying to burn time, waiting for this yeah, damn well, pandemic to get over with. Pretty much. And the other thing, too, Cody, is, like, I don't take notes. Like, I watch it, and I try to go from memory. Like, I'll have some bullet points, and I'll pull up, like, a like a wiki page just so I can be like, oh yeah, that's what happens next. That's what happens next. Oh yeah, I remember that part. But um like I try to I try to just be as candid and laid back about it as possible. And I'm glad that people do appreciate like our our non-robotic demeanor, right? Like I think because anime is supposed to be fun. And I'm exploring a lot of new content that I have never seen before. And also going back and revisiting some things that I've forgotten about again, like Metropolis. I don't know how the fuck I forgot about that movie, but I'm so glad that I remember it because I almost want to watch it again when we're finished with this. You know what I mean? Because it's just that good of a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you actually mentioned the notes thing because it's something I I started off doing. Mm-hmm. And when I go and I listen to some of our older episodes, I just sound like a I, – I can tell I'm just reading lines off of a paper. So I've actually – I haven't taken notes since. That's awesome. I don't even know what the last anime I was that I took notes on. Um, but yeah, it's definitely I definitely like doing the more. I mean, we we do we do like some some long form content. Like we kind of walk you through what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely moments where we like, uh, what happened here again? Oh yeah, that that's what happened. So like, yep. it, it's fun doing this cast. Um, and obviously, I really enjoy it. We got 40 episodes in in, in the books yeah. at this point, and uh, yeah, that's exciting. And- you know, we've got and people are listening, and we love that people are listening and they're reviewing. Thank you for the reviews. Like, we definitely appreciate it. We're go- and we, we love that people, hopefully, people are watching along with us, Cody, and they're getting the same kind of enjoyment out of it. Maybe we got people who aren't really anime fans because I wouldn't consider myself a massive anime fan. Very, I'm very casual. I'm, I'm, I'm a fair weather anime fan. I will, I'll go ahead and say it. I don't know, Chris. So you, you do host a podcast every week. Maybe well, we'll, I'm, well, maybe we'll I'm turn you around. into a full-blown weeb here soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Man, it's uh, I'm shopping for body pillows as we speak. <laughs> Love that, Chris. Well, uh, before we wrap things up, just a little bit more housekeeping. If you guys want to leave us a review, you guys can do so mm-hmm. on iTunes. Um, those are the only ones I have access to. Um, so if mm-hmm. you guys want to leave us any feedback, you know, good, bad, we'll, we'll hear it all. We'll read it all. 
and yeah. uh, we will take your words. Uh, not not to heart if it's bad, I guess. But we we will well, well, we will we'll, we'll consider we'll take the criticism. But if you think we're yeah, we if you think we're a couple of chuckleheads and say <laughs> we don't like these fucking chuckleheads, say it, say it. We'll read it. We will read it. That's right. And uh, yeah, any like criticisms, Burgundy, anything that we can improve on that you guys want to see, any shows you want to see us cover, like. You guys can leave it there. Um, you guys can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is both at Shonen and Suds. And uh, yeah, we will be back next Tuesday covering. Are we doing the first twelve episodes or the first thirteen of? Oh, uh, let me take a look and see where the clean break is. Um, because it seems like there's a very clean break in each one of these seasons. Okay. I'll let you do that because there there is once again 25 episodes of season four so we'll be covering over the next two weeks and then we'll be diving into my hero academia heroes rising the second movie after we finish season four absolutely uh let's see here let me try to think of where the best and if there's not a clean break we'll just decide 12 or 13 but i'm because i want to say the okay here we go and we've got, um, I, this, this one's kind of tough because we've got the, um, because we go from them fighting with the, uh, the she, uh, Hasaka, Hasasaki to the school festival, then like the last couple episodes with Endeavor, um, so I think we should the right thing to do would be to cover the first I'm trying to look here I say cuz I feel like the... I think the first oh man the I'm going to say the first 13 because season thir- uh, the or yeah cuz episode 13 is where we start seeing that um this is where we start seeing that the um the League of Villains is kind of in cahoots with the, uh, with the, um, fuck, I can't even say it. I can't, I, I literally just said Was the, 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 the Hasekai, whatever. Yes. The Yakuza of My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah, basically, yes. So they're actually in a, this is, that's where you see that, okay, well, they're clearly in cahoots with each other, at least to a degree. So that's, that's episode three, because episode 12, is one of my favorite ones. That's where we have fucking uh, Red Riot and Fat Gum versus uh, the two villains. Mm-hmm. So we'll Dude. cover we'll cover the first thirteen. Oh, man, first thirteen, baby, and it, it's all gas. It is all gas. Like the first couple episodes, tee us up, and we're introduced to the villains, and we get to see a lot of my boy Lemillion. And then the second, then we'll 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 end the first half where we where we get to that because we'll start the second half. With the fight between uh, Lemillion and uh, 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 Overhaul, Kachisaki. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an exciting couple weeks here. And uh, we hope you guys watch along with us. Um, Fuck, season four is so good, dude. I'm so hyped. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it probably is my favorite, honestly. Um, And, uh, yeah, so we'll be covering the first 13 episodes of season four next Tuesday. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, please just watch along with us, follow along with us, and uh, Chris, that's all I got for this episode. That I am spent. I am spent. All right, guys. Well, well, once that being again, said, man, I'm yeah. out. I'm out. No, go ahead. Yeah, thank you guys, as always, for listening, and uh, Chris, sign us off, buddy. Of course. Thank you all for listening. I'm Chris Adams.
And I am Cody Snodgrass. And we'll see you next week on Shonen and Suds. For season four of My Hero Academia, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs>